What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. We have a little bit more of a serious show for you guys this week. We have some exciting news to share with you, talking a little bit of Bruins and Red Sox playoffs. We are excited to bring you this week's show. Let's have a good one. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> it's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra, I see you ladies. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh. <laughs> Woo. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, and I was having a down day, and then I saw my beautiful co-host, Sarah Griffin, and I feel like (laughs) I have found new life today. SKG, what is we doing? First of all, I'm touched. Uh, (laughs) Right now, I just opened the tropical punch fruit smash so now we're drinking (laughs) I know I just opened the pink lemonade one because I literally have had such a crazy day I brought the rest of the case in here so we ball that is what I am drinking today thanks so much to fruit smash for sending us a bunch of stuff over the weekend I you weren't home so did you ever get your your stuff they said they would resend it also I'm gonna sneeze bless you and no I don't think I did I don't believe I got any package yeah, I guess I didn't know this. I think I just got mascara everywhere. I didn't know this, but I guess Drizzly, I think I'm going to sneeze again. I guess Drizzly only delivers if someone's home. Ah! Bless. Sorry. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> but did you know that? I didn't know that either. No, maybe it's because like you need an ID. Like, do they mm-hmm. check IDs when they deliver? I don't know. They've never checked mine. Maybe I just look old, but I, I assume that that's the reason. Yeah. It has to be something yeah. with that, but yeah, I did not know that. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but um, I guess that they don't deliver, but I would actually dream dream partner brand deal sponsorship situation. I would love to work with Drizzly. Yes, that is a dream partnership right there. Yeah, if I've ever heard of one. Um, I think just because Sarah and I are rolling so deep with the fruit smash, I don't think my seltzers have changed. I didn't try any new ones this weekend. Um, I'm still rolling. What about you? Yeah, now same seltzer list. Honestly, I've been kind of on a big cider kick, so I've not tried any new seltzers lately since yeah, fruit it, smash. It is fall. Um, also, are your allergies driving you crazy? Because mine aren't, I'm sure you could hear it. Mine are so bad. I don't think so I haven't had I know I've heard a few people say their allergies have been really bad this fall I'm just glad that I'm finally over my like stupid little asthmatic cough so yeah I've been time. chilling you had that forever like literally the entire time I've known you I always say I think I got it in March like that's how long it's been that's so crazy um so you went to the Sox game the other night with your sister so we can kick the show yes. off talking about the Sox how was it did you miss me First time I missed you. Oh my god, but it was amazing. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was like, a good game. Oh my god. Like the electricity of the wild card game. I thought I was like, I will never be at Fenway when it's like this again. 
it was fucking nuts. You would have thought they won the World Series. And I was celebrating like it was. I don't even care. Just the fact that, like, we all were saying, like, it wasn't just, like, you and me that were like, oh, if they win the wild card, that's going to be their big win of the season. Like, no one thought they were going to win the ALDS. No Especially one. after game we one. That- mm-hmm. We all thought they were going to get swept, especially after that game one, because that was not nice. But yeah, (laughs) I was shocked. The most, like the best way possible, like pleasant surprise how that whole series panned out. I feel like everything was going in the Red Sox favor. You know, I have a bunch of stuff listed here just about all the different like highlights of this series. But yeah, that was fucking insane. (laughs) I I mean, I tweeted when that ball in that game went into the dugout and I was like, God loves the city of Boston and their sports teams. And I like truly, truly believe that because this, the fact the Red Sox have made it this far in itself is a fucking miracle, but they have, they looked really good. That like second stretch of that series, I feel like, and Kike Hernandez is kind of God. It's like, I feel like it was a completely different team in that first game. I don't know if that was just a reality check for them or what. No, totally. But even from like that one game, like Erod went like what, two innings the first game. So he had like one of his best starts of the season in game four. I don't know if it was just because he knew what was on the line, like the pressure of the situation, you know, yeah, the intensity of Fenway. But no, everything just like all of a sudden, like right after that, Chris Sale let up that grand slam in game two. I feel like everything just shifted. And yeah, Kike, like, I know they don't give out MVPs for um, the ALDS or DS series, I should say. But if there was one, he got that by far. Say Nick Pavetta is a second place for that. But no, Kike was the huge difference maker, I think, in all those games. Yeah, and I mean, Ivaldi is playing so well. He's, I think, safe to say, which I've been on this train for a while, Valdi is the ace of this rotation. Like I love Chris Sale to death, and I think he's going to have a nice rebound start because he knows, like, he said, like, oh yeah, like I've been shitty. I've contributed nothing to this team so far in the playoffs. So I think he's due for a big start, especially against the Astros. But I think it's safe to say, like, Valdi's made himself the ace of this rotation, and it's kind of funny, like thinking back to 2018 when the Red Sox were up against the Astros again, the ALCS. I remember Alex Bregman posted a video like trolling Evaldi of all these Astros players getting hits off of him throughout the years. And then I think every single one of them pretty much struck out that series against Evaldi. Except Bregman himself, I think maybe got a walk once. But other than that, just like seeing how far Evaldi's come to the point that he's like your guy that you want him starting these games. Like he is going to make the difference as a starter. I don't know. It's just very nice to see. Well, I'm wondering if Cora kind of started to see that because Chris Sale was like, coach, I'm ready. Like I'm, we're, I'm ready to go. And he was like, no, we're sticking with Evaldi. So I'm wondering if like Alex Cora has like started to realize that as well. Yeah. Cause it was, it was a wild card game. He was like, I'm like, I can start whatever. And that was right after he had another bad outing. Oh, it was against the nationals. That's what it was. And he's like, no, but we're going to stick with Evaldi. And then the other night, I know during game four, I read that if they had the lead going into the ninth, they wanted Chris Sale to close out that game. But since it was tied, they just kept Whitlock in, which I'm like, I kind of don't hate that. I think Chris Sale needs to like be put either starting and like have a nice start or he needs a lead at this point. Cause I don't think he's all there right now, which is fine. You know, he just came back from Tommy John. Like I wouldn't be either, but 
I think we need to stick with Evaldi as the number one guy going forward. And I think Cora knows that. Yeah, I think one of the most important things that you can do in sports that I think a lot of people fuck up far too often is not riding the hot hand. Which, speaking of, mm-hmm. have you noticed that, like, Bobby Dahlbeck is, like, not playing? I, like, am very con- – well, I'm not confused because Kyle Schwarber has been, like, so good at, like, at the plate. And I feel totally. like Dahlbeck started to cool down towards the end of the regular season. You know, he mm-hmm. had that huge hot streak, which is great. And mm-hmm. I don't mind letting Schwarber get in those reps at first base, but mm-hmm. I do feel a little bad for Bobby just because like he came in the other night just to, I think he was, he, he never even got in at bat. No, they had Travis Shaw pitch hit for him. Like he just came in to play first base for like an inning and he yeah. got pitch hit for it. I was like, that kind of sucks when you like had such a strong second half of the season. And now, which yeah, it makes sense to play Schwarber, but I do totally. feel bad for him. Yeah, but I'm sure, honestly, he probably, I was going to say, I know him and Shorber have been working together. Like he's been coaching basically Shorber at first base. And I'm sure it's like the mentality of, oh, team first, win first, doesn't matter. But I'm like, that would suck a little bit. Yeah. It's also like, I don't think I've ever seen a team who had like for, you know, maybe three weeks, like doesn't really matter how long, but the hottest hitter in baseball for a few weeks who is riding the bench mm-hmm. in the postseason. Like that's kind of crazy. Like, not that I disagree I like with also, it, but yeah, it's also kind of a just testament to like, okay, we finally have like a roster that goes deeper than it has been all season. Like if you have Bobby Dahlbeck come off, off the bench, like I'd say you're in a pretty good spot, which is good for them coming into this Astro series. Cause that lineup is terrifying. Like they're one through seven hitters. I feel like with the Rays, it was like, okay, we need to get through Randy Rosarina. We need to get through Wanda Franco. And then you could kind mm-hmm. of settle in a little bit. That Astros lineup does not give up. No. Um, speaking of the Astros, how are you feeling? I like, I don't know, because I have kind of the same feeling I did going to the race series where I'm like, there is no way that they can beat them. But I also don't want to be like, well, I thought that about the race. So I'm going to think that about Houston. Like Houston's scary. They scare me more than any other team left contending. I'm like, if we end up making it to the World Series, they will not, whatever team's there, sorry to the Giants, will not scare me as much as Houston. And the thing is the Astros don't even have that great of starting pitching right now. You know, they ha- it's not like they have any hot hands at the moment, but their offense is just terrifying. And I think it was like, I checked the other day. Boston starters this regular season had a 6.63 ERA in the regular season facing Astros hitters. I can't remember if they even won more than one game against them this regular season. And I remember saying to myself, if we make it to the postseason, I don't, I hope we never have to see the Astros, which was unlikely because they're such a good team, but I don't know. I don't know how to feel yet. So Houston scares you more than LA? Yes. Really? Okay. See, I... I think that this Giants-Dodgers matchup, speaking of, we can talk about it for a sec just because game five is tonight. Mm -hmm. I think that this is like some of the best, it's been low scoring predominantly, but I think that this is some of the best baseball we've seen in the postseason. Like it's been, it's been low scoring, but it's been 
fucking fun. And I don't say that watching, you know, the Giants go into a game five, especially playing the Dodgers, you know what I mean? But it's been really fun Mm -hmm. baseball, even though it's really fucked up my sleep schedule. It's been a fun series. Um, But it is like this game is going to be the death of me tonight. Like uh, the other night, though, I will say the Giants have fantastic pitching right now. Like their pitching is unreal. They do. The other other night it was um, going into the night. There was one nothing Giants and Camille Doval just closed it out. I'm actually obsessed with him. Like he's playing so well right now. And I think that like their pitching is what's going to set them apart if and if they make it to the next round, because I think that they do have the pitching to carry them through October. And like I said last week, I mm-hmm. think that that experience of going to a World Series before has just been so huge for us. But like if we get booted by the Dodgers, I probably am not going out this weekend. I'm just going to cry in my bed until Sunday morning when I have to get up and watch the Jags play in London at like 930. How are you feeling? Like, how do you think this game five is going to go? I don't know like obviously it's a it's at home which helps but it's still a rivalry yeah. game like I've mentioned before like those kinds of matchups like literally anything can happen um I do love like at home Giants games I feel like their fans are great but I was looking at tickets for the game today and there's the like they're selling for like under $200 so I'm like hmm you know what I mean it's really? like it's a game it's a game five like loser goes home situation in the bay yeah like against your rival I'm just like why aren't why are tickets $166 I don't know um it is yeah I don't know it's it's strange to me I I think I feel the same way that you do about Houston it's like this is the last team I wanted Mm -hmm. to play in this spot and it's like anything can happen and I don't feel great but it's like we've made it far enough to the point where I shouldn't feel shitty about it just because we were the best team in baseball and it's like we we earned our way here but it's still just like as much as they prove it to me, this team was never supposed to go anywhere. So I still just subconsciously feel that way. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Cause like, you don't know, like, again, like the expectations for both these teams were like so low going to the season that no one expected them to get to this point. So like, it's tough to be like, Oh yeah. Like, I think it's going to be an easy win for them. Cause like realistically, no one ever thought they would even be in this spot, but both teams have made it this far. So clearly like they're playing good baseball or they're just playing good baseball at the right time, which I feel like is more the Red Sox case. The Giants have consistently been playing good baseball, you know? Like, they had control of that division for pretty much the whole season besides, like, what, two days? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, tough to predict because it is kind of similar to the Red Sox with Houston. Like, that's the last thing you want to be playing. But at the same time, they've proven themselves more than enough this whole season. Yeah, so that's where I'm at there. I do want to hop back in our show notes for a second because I have a question. I saw that you put in our show notes that the Rays order to champ order champagne to Fenway after game one. Was that a Verdugo quote mm-hmm. or is that a fact? Verdugo, I don't know who we told it to, but he said it to the media that I guess the Rays did order champagne after they won the first game to Fenway so they could celebrate. Wow, <laughs> that is ballsy. I was like, because first of all, that was the same game that the Rays were sitting, which I know they're like, yeah, we're going to win this game. Like, it was pretty obvious they're going to win that first game. When they're all sitting in the dugout, I was seeing my mom. It looked like an AAU baseball game. They're sitting there eating popcorn, like a rosary is like chilling up against the dugout. And I was like, that's cocky. Like, I know they, like, at the time, everyone thought their Rays are the better team. Like, in that series, they weren't the better team. But at the time, he's like, yeah, we're the better team. I'm just going to sit here. That is bold game one. You do yeah. not know what's going to happen. That honestly is probably what sealed their fate. Like, geez, that's, 
That's crazy. I didn't know if it was a quote or that was a fact because I didn't hear that, but that's actually insane. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Well, it's kind of similar. Oh, I was going to oh, say go it's similar to in 2018, the Yankees after, I think it was after game two at Fenway in the ALDS, Aaron Judge walked out of Fenway because they won that game playing New York, New York on a stereo, just like walking throughout Fenway. And after that, like it was just game over. I'm like, people just need to stop giving other teams bulletin board material. I don't understand how no one's realized that yet. Like stop doing shit like that. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like, it's professional sports. Like look at fucking when the Patriots came back against the Falcons, like anything is possible. It's literally not Mm -hmm. over until the fat lady sings. Like this is not college. And even in college, like shit happens all the time. Um, it was like, I said a couple weeks ago when that, when Jamal Agnew returned that kick return against, was it the Cardinals? It was super far Mm -hmm. because they like attempted a field goal. And it's like, you might be playing a dog shit team in, First of all, they're not, but like it's professional sports. Like shit can literally happen at any time. Like these are grown ass men who are paid yeah. to do this shit. Um, anyways, we can move on to the Brewers Braves series. For me, the series, like I, my mom's a Brewers fan and my dad's a Braves fan and I'm obviously neither. Um, but it's kind of funny because like I, as much as I didn't have a dog in the fight, I just was not disappointed out of this outcome either way. So like, Mm -hmm. I think I was subconsciously rooting for the Brewers just because of Christian Yelich and like his Jacksonville ties and those types of things. But like, I'm not disappointed, but I know that you are like a Brewers fan. So what, what did you feel this week? That fucking sucked. (laughs) Like that was terrible. I think it was like I don't want to say I thought they were gonna lose the series I thought they were gonna win this series like I really had no question in my head that they're gonna win the series but if you look at the Brewers offensive numbers all throughout the regular season like that's been their one big thing like they have amazing pitching they have unreal starting rotation you know unreal bullpen offensively they just have never quite been there you know you have a few hot bats like Willie Thomas especially but he like the last month has just been pretty cool And it was just like bad timing, I think, for everything. And, you know, they scored six runs over four games. Like, that's not going to win you a series. It does not matter how good your starting pitching is. You know, Josh Hader's home run to Freddie Freeman was the first time he let up a home run off a lefty in over a year. Because I'm like, of course it was. But I'm like, yeah, you scored four runs that whole game. That's not going to hold you over. And then it doesn't help. Christian Yelich has just had such a rough season this year. And I do feel very bad for him. I don't know if you saw in his post-game interview, he was very obviously had just been crying. It was so sad. And I feel so I bad him. for him. I'm like, he's so sweet. And I'm like, okay, he gets so much criticism from the media, whatever. I'm like, no one is harder on you than yourself. So I can't even imagine what he's going through right now. But if you look at it, I think this has definitely been a down year for him. You know, last year's down year for him. He's coming back from his kneecap injury in the COVID season. I think he's going to bounce back next year because if you look at his swing, I don't think it's anything to do like he's not it's nothing mechanically wrong. I feel like it's a mental thing. So I'm hoping he's going to talk to like a sports psychologist or something because I think he could benefit from it a lot. Same with Cody Bellinger, actually, which not really related to the series, but like the two of them were up against each other for the MVP in 2019. Then they both had such a flatline season. I feel like it's just very much a mental thing at that point. I think everyone in in like professional athletics should be seeing like some sort of sports psychologist. Like I can't even imagine. 
Oh my God, I know. I'm like, I can barely handle criticism from idiots on Twitter, let alone being a professional athlete. And every time you go on social media, you have people that like are sitting on their couch, like stuffing their fucking faces tweet at you like, oh, you piece of shit. Like you're so useless, you know, and Yellis just signed that contract deal. I think it was, was that last year or this year? Either way. But like he got paid and it seems like ever since then, he's kind of had a downturn. Cause I'm like, it's not like he did this. Like, oh, I got my bag. I'm, I don't care anymore. Like the guy yeah. was crying after losing. Mm-hmm. Of course he cares. Well, it's like, it's not even that too. It's like being someone who's in the media. I don't think when you sign up for this job, oftentimes you like go into a post-game pref- presser for your first few times and you realize that like, sometimes you have to ask the hard questions and as hard as it, mm-hmm. as hard as it is to be the person asking the hard questions, cause that's your job and you have to, I can even imagine what it's like, first of all, after a tough loss, let alone like a playoff loss, what it's like to be like, have to answer yeah. those questions when oftentimes, like it, it's nothing that has to do with you. Like, yeah, he had a bad season, but sometimes it's not even to do with you. It's to do with other people on your team or your team in general. And it's like that alone, like losing in a professional sport and being competitive and stuff, I think is something that you have to like take care of your mental with. But on top of all of those other things, mm-hmm. like the fans and the media and all of those sorts of things, like, yeah, there's good people in the media and there's bad people in the media. And, you know, without media, people don't really get their information and stuff like that. So it's a necessity, but yeah. dealing with them with when, when like, it's just a requirement for your job and it's not something you actually really do. That's so tough, especially when you're a key player or a role player on your team. Like I just, I feel for these guys. Yeah, no, because, like, obviously every professional athlete knows what they're getting into. Like, they know they're going to have to answer the tough questions with the media. They know they're going to have to deal with the backlash. But it's not like there's ever training. Like, oh, like, if this is getting to you, like, here's what you do. Like, they have media training, yeah, to, like, answer questions and give, like, bare minimum responses. But I think you're right. Like, I think all these guys should be seeing sports psychologists or, like, just a therapist, even if it's just an off-season, like, I feel like there's so much pressure on you. Like we all have jobs. Like we all know what it's like when you have so much pressure on you to perform and how badly it sucks if you can't perform up to standards, let alone if you're a professional athlete and you have this entire fan base to answer to on top of the media and then the standards you hold yourself to. That's tough. Yeah. Um, So speaking of holding yourself to a standard in the media, I think we... Someone tweeted us that we this week that we should talk about what is going on with John Gruden. And obviously that was something that was already in my mind for our show notes. Um, If you are listening to this and you don't know what's going on with John Gruden, he kind of hit the trifecta of offending quite literally everyone. Um, He had some things to say very negatively about the POC community, the LGBTQ plus community, women referees. Um, I saw a meme yesterday that was like, John Gruden really offended everyone but Jewish people. And I was like, holy shit. He like really, really hit everything but religion. So yeah. Um, So I think that this is just like gatekeeping people out of sports. First of all, it's like, is our sports only for white men? Like, hello have you have you read any of these emails or like what have you seen because I know I have like I would a say huge I was re- thing of show notes yeah I read a bunch of articles yesterday just to kind of like catch myself up for it I kind of got the impression the only reason he's even being like the NFL like had him resign was because he talked so much shit about Robert Kraft because I'm like otherwise they just be like oh just put out an apology that's kind of the impression I got that like Oh, you can like say all this shit because God knows there's plenty of people in the NFL who have said a lot of offensive stuff. But once you talk about Robert Kraft, that's where they draw the line. Do you mean Roger Goodell? 
Yes, I mean Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah, Bobcap. Yeah. Um, but like, like, the worst part about this is like, I don't even, so I feel like he's only sorry that he got caught. He's not actually sorry because it started with like an email leaking about his comment about Demora Smith, who's like the director of like the Players Association, who's an African-American guy. And he like made a comment about him having mm-hmm. big lips. And then it like, he, he addressed it with saying, like he doesn't have an inch of racism in his body or some comment along those lines. First of all, which is a lie because you could be the most like SJW person of all time and you still see color. Everyone fucking sees color. So that was like my first yeah. red flag when that came out is like everyone is a bit racist. Like that's so stupid to say whether you like mean to or not. Like it's still, it's still present. It's still a thing. And you should first of all address that. And it's like, later it came out that he had all of these fucking emails and that's like kind of what forced his resignation I think but like what yeah what really pisses me off is that like he has an openly gay player on his team who literally had to take a personal day today did he really I did not know that yeah his name's Carl Nassib and he's like I think the second gay NFL player ever after um I think his last name was Sam. He was drafted by like the, I think they were still the St. Louis Rams at the time, but he's like the first actively mm-hmm. open gay player in the NFL. And he literally took a personal day today. And it's yeah, I like, was saying, I didn't know he took a personal day today. That's, yeah, yeah. And like, he should, like, I don't, we talked about this this week. I'm going to do this just because I feel the need to say something because it needs to be addressed. And I was so personally offended by this one because I love John Gruden. I always have, I loved his commentary, all of those types of things. He's always been one of those people that I've stood behind. And second of all, as a woman in sports, him talking about like women referees and stuff like that is just uncalled for. Like, why does your gender have anything to do with how capable you are of doing your job? And third of all, I think that I have sort of hinted at this in certain places at certain times or something like that before. Um, but as someone who is a bisexual woman, if you didn't know that and you're not close to me, now you do. I'm saying it here, I'm saying it now. And I was very offended by this and I'm really trying not to cry. It's like the reason that people like me aren't comfortable coming out about this or like talking about it and things like that is because of people like this. Like you say that you are this or you are that or you are not. And it's like, I feel like people like John Gruden are the first guys to say like, I don't care if you're gay, just don't shove it in my face. Like okay, well, you have a player on your team who is literally an NFL player and not doing that. And you still have a history of talking shit. And it's like, this is why people like me and, and, and don't get me wrong. It's way harder to be a gay guy in society. It's way harder to be a bisexual guy in society than it is for people to think that you just like to make out with girls when you're drunk or whatever, which it's not like that at all. But it's like, this is why people hide and can't be themselves is because of assholes like you and the people who are saying it's like, well, this was so long ago. This ended in 2018. And even if it was, you showed your hand. You should, I don't care if it was fucking 1942. See you later. This isn't the change that we want. And you know what? People are like, well, if you go back and look at everyone's emails from blah, 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 they would have the same things. Okay, see ya. We need the culture change. We need people like Carl Nassib to be able to feel comfortable playing football in his locker room with his coach and feel supported. And you know what? When he didn't show up to practice today, his team stood behind him as they should. And it's like, 
I'm tired of hiding. I'm sure he was tired of hiding and just didn't want to get caught in public with a guy or something like that, which is the only reason that I'm saying this right now is that I was with a girl at a club on Saturday night and had anyone from the media see that and posted a picture, I don't want to fucking hide anymore. It's not fair to people. Like, why are we in the year 2021 still fucking gatekeeping people from sports? It's ridiculous and I hate it. Like, it's actually awful. No, I agree. And I think you mentioned it. Like, he would be one of those people that are like, oh, like, yeah, you can be gay, but just don't shove it in my face. Like, one, no one's shoving it in your face, but two, it's only a big deal because of people like that who make it into a big deal. Like if you're putting out all these hateful comments and stuff, then it becomes difficult. Like you said, to come out and say things like these, that it is kind of like, you have to be brave and like, it's not shoving in your face. It's just having to be like this who I am when you shouldn't even have to like declare it. Like, why is that even declaration? But especially in sports, but it's already such a toxic environment that it is like such a big deal. Like I remember when that NFL player came out, you know, there was articles about everywhere. Like, that's weird. It's weird that there's articles everywhere and that that's how people know who this guy is. That's how he's remembered in the NFL. Yeah. And it's like, I feel bad for him. It's like, nobody wants to have to do that. Nobody wants to be in the spotlight. Like, why can't I like who I like and it not be a big deal? It's like, I, I literally have only like, that's the reason I didn't do like some big coming out, whatever is because I didn't want like anyone to be like, oh my God, congratulations or whatever. Like people who know me know, but it's like, I'm sure for the same as him, like once you're in the NFL or like once you're in the media or whatever, and I'm still trying not to cry because this is fucking terrifying is it's like, I don't want to be seen somewhere or people assume things or take a picture of me or whatever. It's like, I'd rather be like, here it is. Like I'm laying it on the table. But like you said, like we shouldn't have to do that. Like why, who cares? Like if my, like even if my parents didn't approve, which like my mom does, like my mom supports me through and through. She was one of the first people I told. And it's like the way that my dad found out was like one of the most embarrassing things like ever. It was so rude. Like, and that's why I don't care if my parents support me or whatever, but it's like, I just, it's already hard enough for people to like accept that within themselves. Like, don't make it any harder. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm glad he was really celebrated on the internet, which he was, but it's like, why does it have to be like this big coming out party or this big, you know, whatever? It's like, yeah, I'm a switch hitter. Get over it. (laughs) No, I agree. I think it's because of people like this, that it does have to be such a big deal for some people. And I'm like, you are the reason that it's so difficult for it to just be like this normal thing because it is a normal thing. Like who the fuck cares who likes her? Like who cares? Yeah. But it's also like when you, and it's not, it's not just that he's the, that has nothing to even do with this. It's it's, I mean, it does, it's, it's a huge deal, but it's also like, I would be willing to bet more half at least, or more than half of your team is a person of color. You interact with female referees Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. It's like, how are you the leader of a locker room? And so you care about your players and care about their families and stuff like that. And then this comes out, like you were a coach before this, you were a commentator and then you were a coach again. So how have you been so able to hide this? And that also brings up another point that I wanted to talk about, which is the fact that this came from the Washington football team, like a former employee of theirs. Um, And I think that this was potentially to take the spotlight off of these, you know, cultural problems that they were having. So I'm curious if this is going to start a sort of trickle down effect in the NFL or sports coaching in general, because it's like, there's got, obviously John Gruden's not the only one like this. I mean, come on, this is going to trickle (laughs) down everywhere. No, yeah, I didn't even think of that, but you're definitely right. Cause there's no way, like it's the freaking NFL. Like 
the most toxic masculinity like is in sports in general but football especially we've seen it time and time again throughout the years you know not just like toxic masculinity but just like racism sexism all everything in the book you name it yeah like yeah he hit pretty much every mark in his emails but like you said he's definitely not the only one and I feel like having this happen is going to kind of spark something I don't think this is the end of the conversation I hope it's not the end of the conversation because I feel like it's going to turn into one of those things that like oh the NFL like here's this problem in the NFL and then it just goes away but I don't think this problem's going away anytime soon yeah like first of all I people who are like this is cancel culture blah 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 no these people should not be coaching anyone who is gay or straight by a person of color I don't care um I would love to see Urban Meyer's emails that would be fantastic but I think that Ryan Clark really nailed it on the head when he said today how privileged are you like seriously how privileged are you to be a successful white straight guy like seriously Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's embarrassing I completely agree yeah so um that was my coming out party thank you John Gruden for inspiring that um Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I will, I, did you watch any NFL last week? Cause I'm going to do a super quick run through of NFL and college football. If you didn't watch anything, I'll make it super, super quick. I did watch the Patriots game. Woo-hoo! Okay. So we can talk about, <laughs> okay. Did you know that Gronk was injured? Because I did not. Gronk was it? I knew he didn't play in the new England game. I didn't know he was like injured, injured. Oh yeah. I just, I know that he's not, um, like, obviously he's not a Patriots player anymore, but I saw this and I was like, it was the first thing I could think about because I know that we're both Gronk fans. Did you know that he was hurt though? Yeah. Hurt, hurt, like not playing. I would say, I didn't know he was hurt like that, that he's been like out. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's out. But anyways, back to the Patriots game. Uh, that was crazy. I would say that was a shit show to be honest. That was (laughs) embarrassing, like bad. Like I, I mean, the Jaguars and the Tech, or the, yeah, like the Jaguars and the Texans go back and forth all the time. Like, we're not used, like, we're used to losing to good teams and bad teams. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But they were up, I think, like, was it 19 to like three, maybe, or something like that at one point? And I was, yeah, something like that. Oh my God. It was so bad. I was literally standing, like, I was watching Red Zone and it like flipped to like their second touchdown. And I was like, there is no way that this is actually happening. Like, Bill Belichick is not going to get got by the fucking, by Davis Mills who is their backup quarterback now. And like half of their team is like on the hump of retiring. Like Bill is not going to get got by them. I swear to God, the entire first half of that game is just like, oh, the Texans just set this record and this start. I was like, you better be fucking kidding me. Because everyone was saying like, oh, this is the game for the Patriots. Like prove yourselves. Like this should be an easy win, which yeah, they won. It was great. I'm so happy. But I'm like, that was a fucking bloodbath to win that game, which I was like, for the proofy game, that was not what you want to see. I'm glad they pulled it out in the end. You know, they kept the fight in them, but oof. Yeah. Yikes. It's like, how do you almost beat the defending Super Bowl champions and Tom Brady the week before you almost get your ass beat by the Texans? That was the other thing. I'm like, how is this the same defense that, like, made the Bucks look pretty average last week? Which I'm like, I know the Patriots defense is not good. Like, they had a good week the week before, but that's mm. – but I'm like – what the fuck they're making the Texans look so good right now like the Patriots defense is a problem that's a big problem 
Yeah, I uh, I tweeted, I was like, Patriots fan, like at halftime, I was like, Patriots fans, how are we feeling? Like, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people were like, not good, not good. And a lot of people were like, well, like later they circled back to it and they're like, well, we won today, did you? And I was like, I am used to losing. You don't even need to chirp me, but you had to circle back around after to check and see if y'all did not just lose to the Texans. So I know you did not just come for me, sir. Also, all you did, because I saw that tweet was asked, how are they feeling? yeah was I like oh I don't, my god you were like garbage oh. yeah you were like definitive like oh the Patriots lo- lost this game already at the second <laughs> yeah uh so we're like the fact mad. that so many yeah so many people are pressed it's ridiculous um but I had a good time with it I was like what's it like to lose to the Texans because I already know um <laughs> uh a couple of, a couple things I want to get into about the game last week um the Jags lost their 20th game in a row literally twenty. a team this is a fun stat a team has not lost this many straight since the late 70s sarah the 70s history history's made (laughs) and it was the buccaneers and they lost 29 straight and we are on our way there um, we also added some like really, really sad injuries to our list. Brandon Leonard now on IR with a knee injury. Miles Jack and Marvin Jones Jr. both did not practice today. I think that they said that Miles Jack is dealing with a back injury, and I don't remember what's going on with Marvin Jones Jr., but neither of them were at practice today. Um, they play in London against the Dolphins this week, and two attack by Loa is set to potentially return, which is a little, I mean. I feel like both teams are terrible, but like, I still feel like we're going to find some way to fuck this up. But a lot of people still feel really mm-hmm. optimistic because like London is like a home game for us every year. And we have like a ton of fans there or whatever, but I'm just like, I, I just want, I want Irvin to keep losing. So he gets the fuck out of here. Or I want to find his emails one or the other. Um, Derek Henry always has been, and like always probably will be our daddy. And like, that's, that's just how it is, honestly. Um, but I did want to talk earlier about like I noticed, or sorry, I wanted to talk about all of the injuries that were added this week because there are so many notable people. I mentioned Gronk earlier. Clyde Edwards Hilaire mm-hmm. was ruled out of Sunday's game in the third quarter with a knee injury. Tyree Kill was hurt. Travis Kelsey got hit like really late and seemed like he could like possibly be injured. Joe Burrow has that fucking throat contusion. Like, what? Yeah. Does that even like is that a like what? Did you see the hit? I know, like. Yeah, I did see the hit. And I'm like, I know contusions usually just like a bruise, but I'm like, he went to the hospital for it. So obviously it's not just a bruise. And they're like, oh no, he's fine. I'm like, it's his throat. I, I is he okay? Like actually. I was so shocked that he came back into that game because like mm-hmm. that happened. And then at the next drive, he threw a 70 yard touchdown pass. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then they played into overtime and he played all of it. I'm like, you are literally my future husband. Like, I swear to God. Um, But then Saquon Barkley got hurt. Daniel Jones got hurt. Kenny Galladay got hurt. Um, Who else? I'm I'm literally like scrolling through the list because just so many freaking people. Taysom Hill got hurt, which is so sad because I kind of love him. Juju Smith had fucking surgery today. Laramie Tunsil got hurt. Um, Curtis Samuel, doesn't really matter. Blah, 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 blah. Miles Jack already said that. Brandon Linder got hurt. Damian Harris like has like a rib injury or something, which is concerning because yeah. their running games already depleted and he's on my fantasy team. Uh, but yeah, just like injuries all over the place this week. Gron- Gronk's like not even playing this week for sure. And then like, I think the biggest storyline to come out of this week was like the kicker situation. Have you heard anything about this? 
I would say, I know I've seen so many clips now on Twitter and also just like in the games I watched with the Patriots. What is going on with the NFL kickers? Like, I feel like no one. <laughs> Yo, I don't no know. No one is any of them. Crazy. Like all season long, this has been the worst like production I've seen from NFL kickers in my entire life. But in the Bengals and Packers game alone, they had five missed field goals for a game winner in under eight minutes. And like, I'm just like, our kicker's dead. Like, I don't know how to feel like, and okay, honestly too, like most rosters only carry one kicker and probably all rosters, I would assume. So it's like, there's got to be like a plethora of kicking talent. Why are more teams not working out more kickers? Like, I'm so confused by that. Even just for like one game, just like rotate people out. Like if someone's not working, like it's not like they're in there for a majority of the game. They're literally just fucking kicking. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I think that they're gonna have to move like the extra point back. But um, I saw that the Lions lost like a heartbreaker to the Vikings from a kick that was like made though. And I saw that Dan mm-hmm. Campbell, which is their head coach, they're the only other team that's 0-5, was literally crying in their press conference because he was so upset about, like, such a heartbreaking loss. And I'm just like, Urban Meyer could never. Like, he he would never. He doesn't care. I would say I actually did see that clip on Twitter because I follow some Lions fans, and they were like, this team's not – like they suck but I would follow this man into war like he mm-hmm. cares so much about the team so I'm like like you said like yeah Urban Meyer would never like this guy at least has his locker room like he cares yeah. like he cares and you know it yeah I like I respect the shit out of him my only other comment um from last week is like the Chiefs are now two and three with one of the most impressive rosters, if not actually, honestly, like the most impressive roster in football. And now they have Josh Gordon mm-hmm. coming back, which like obviously is a question mark, like we've said in prior shows, but it's like you potentially just got that much better and you're sitting at two and three. And it's like, I know you don't win your season in the month of October, but like, what the fuck is going on? Like they have lost some ugly games. No, I honestly was going to ask you that because I do like still kind of pay attention just to what the Chiefs like because I feel like we always end up seeing them at some point Mm -hmm. like I'm very confused because like you said like even I know they have one of the most impressive rosters if not the best roster in the NFL so like yeah and also I do see everything that his fiance Patrick Mahomes fiance puts out I know she's very upset with how this season is going she's made that very clear and I'm all for girls, poor girls. But I'm like, oh my God, you are the most annoying human mm-hmm. being. And I'm like, on one hand, I'm always like, good for you. Like you're going at it for your man, like defend him till the end. But I'm like, has he ever just told you like, hey, shh, you're making shit worse for me. Between her and his brother, I saw a tweet oh that God. was like, Patrick Mahomes must like get into the locker room and just see the dumb shit. Cause they always get into shit on social media that they mm-hmm. get into and just, oh my God, I would be like, please just shut up. Especially in a losing season so far. I threatened to cut her phone bill off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, I'm not kidding. I'd be like, babe, I'm not paying your phone bill this month. I'm going to need you to pipe the fuck down. (laughs) I would say delete social media if you want to keep (laughs) stay on my phone bill. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, 
Yeah, that was like my only other comment from last week. The games that I'm going to watch this weekend, I don't think I'm going to go out on Saturday night so I can be up for the Jags game in London. Um, the only other two games, like I am going to watch every single game on Red Zone because that's just what I do on Sundays. It's like my ritual and it's my favorite thing in the whole world. But the only games I'm really like stacked for this week are Cardinals play the Browns and the Cowboys play the Patriots. I think the Cowboys and the Patriots are pretty evenly matched and it's kind of just like a what are you made of game because like I feel like the Cowboys have really proved themselves well enough this season to be taken seriously and especially in that division it's a division that they could probably easily win but also like the Patriots like people never count them out because of who they are and who their coach is and like those sorts of things but they're battling mm-hmm. a lot of injury they're battling a lot of problems they have a rookie quarterback so it's like I think that this is going to be like potentially a very evenly matched game but I, I I'm not ready to see that I think the Cowboys will win but I think that the Cowboys will win um, but like I said I'm going to be watching all of the games like I always do. Um, Sarah, I have like a couple comments on college football. Do you have any comments on college football? College football, I have zero. So go for okay. it. Fantastic. <laughs> As always, the quickest college football recap. Um, Alabama fell to Texas AM this weekend. I was at the bar screaming and people were staring at me like I was a crazy person because I was in an Auburn jersey. And people up here just like don't get college football. It's not something that they're into. So they probably saw me in an Auburn jersey like cheering for Texas AM because like I don't think people up here understand like the SEC and like their like how it feels to like be in the same division as Alabama. Oh, guess who is here? It is Mildred Jackson or Millie. Millie. Miss Girl. (laughs) Miss Girl. She was famous last week. Um, but this was the first time that Nick Saban was projected to win by double digits and did not. And it's the first time he's fallen to a former employee of his and Jimbo Fisher who's the head coach of Texas A&M said that this is the year he would beat Saban preseason and that came to fruition which was kind of cool um UGA beat Auburn's ass at home I was watching with a Georgia fan and welcome back to me screaming um Iowa beat Penn State so I might I've talked a lot of shit about Iowa I'm not gonna lie about it and I'm always willing to admit when I am wrong and I might be wrong about them um I, I might be I might be um, the Red River rivalry was kind of a crazy game. Texas got up early and OU pulled it out. BYU falls, not surprised there. And Ole Miss beat Arkansas, also not surprised there. I've been saying that I think Arkansas is overranked, even though they got beat by a team that was like four places lower than them. Um, that's just how I felt. The games I will be watching this week are Oklahoma State at Texas, Kentucky at Georgia, because Kentucky beat Florida. And I'm like, this is kind of crazy. Like, are they like decent? They're ranked now. I'm just kind of like a, what are you made of Kentucky game sort of thing. Um, And that's all I'm Mm -hmm. really excited about. And I am going to look at the AP poll, Rick, really quick and see if I have any comments off of it. If I can, oh, JK, (laughs) I just deleted the link, I think. So maybe I am not doing that. I feel like a lot of people have been moving around in the AP poll recently. And it's been like kind of a crazy season. Um. Yeah, I accidentally deleted the link, so I'm not making any AP poll comments. Sorry, people, <laughs> not that you want to listen to me anyway. Um, yeah, so I guess we can move into the NHL. We first week of real games. Um, you have a lot of notes here, so I guess we can start with the cracking game. They played their uh their first game against the Knights ever as a franchise, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I like I watched the first half of the game just because 
I was very interested in seeing. I was like, I feel like it's going to be cool to see, you know, it's a brand new team. I'm sure they'll do something cool. And I don't know if you saw on Twitter, they had, uh, since they were playing in Vegas, they did like the whole like ice capades thing on the ice. It looked sick with like the squid or octopus, oh. whatever the fuck it is. It looked so cool. But yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty fitting way for the Kraken to be into the NHL considering they lost four to three on a goal by the Knights that probably should not have been a goal should yeah. have been taken back and I was like okay yep that's welcome to the NHL that's how the refing usually is and I it was very nice to see people on Twitter that because I follow a lot of people from the Seattle area they're like too. I know nothing about hockey mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna try it like why not mm-hmm. and they're like how the fuck was that a goal I was like welcome welcome Doing to hockey that hockey sucks. I I was gonna You're say you're gonna be miserable. Yeah, welcome to doing that sports. Um, I I think that <laughs> this is a really cool like I I know I don't know if this has been I mean I'm sure it's been talked about but like we haven't talked about it but it's like I think it's really mm-hmm. cool that the Kraken opened their season against like also a relative like the newest team in the NHL. So I think it's cool that like mm-hmm. the old newest team is playing the new newest team. And I think that that's I think that that's really yes. cool. Like the fact that they did that was like kind of sweet. And plus Vegas has like an insane like culture in their like it, like it, watching Vegas games is like I feel like people are on like acid constantly oh my god I want to go to Vegas just to go to a game there because it seems so fucking cool and I don't know do you follow Marissa and Jemmy on oh yeah um yeah so obviously she works for Seattle Times now and she had like the best lead to story ever I can't remember like word for word but she was like oh they're like the Kraken was coming out to the ice, you know, you're going through um, the hallways and there's mirrors everywhere and they can see like the reflection of the Golden Knights, like something that they're like, what they could be. I was like, that is such a good fucking lead. Cause I'm like, they are like, like you said, like two new teams, like, and look how successful the Golden Knights have already been. Mm -hmm. I'm like that, like, yeah, the Seattle Kraken roster maybe isn't amazing right now, but you don't know. Like, you don't know where you could be five years from now. And plus, I, Ryan Donato scored the first goal of Kraken history. I was like, hell yeah. Bruins mm-hmm. legend, mask guy. Love that. There you go. I also, I do follow her and I messaged her recently because I don't know if you followed her whole like moving fiasco. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, did you ever get your fucking shit from that moving company? And she was like, it's supposed to be coming this week, but this was like two weeks ago. Did she ever get her shit? I don't think so I don't think I ever saw anything about because I feel like she just keeps saying she's like yep like movers still nothing and it's making me kind of nervous because like if I ever have to move like I feel like I only know people that have had bad experiences with moving companies I'm like is there yeah. an easier way to do this I don't think there is but people seem to be missing their shit all the time yeah it's crazy um that's terrifying we need an update from her one of us should ask yeah um I also I'm glad that you put the Harry Styles thing in our show notes because I freaked out about it, but forgot. I did. I literally love the entire Hurricanes team except for Andre Svechnikov. Like I'm obsessed with their roster except for him because like he's kind of a dick bag. But like I like him and Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Yep. I I can't I can't stand him. Um. But like that was the cutest thing of all time and their little golf outfits were so cute 
Oh my god, because I like, did you read the article where the Hurricanes were like, yeah, like Harry's team reached out to the Hurricanes to put this whole thing together. And then I was like reading it and like Martin and like Sebastian Ajo were like, yeah, no, like he's just a normal guy and he's pretty good at golf. Like he actually knew a lot about hockey too. And I was like, I simply didn't already love Harry Styles so much. And like the Hurricanes social account was just like completely fangirling. I was like, I would do that too. Like they made the, their names like the Harry Kane. Yeah. So I was like, as you fucking should. Like that's so and cute. It's so cute. And Sebastian Ajo is so cute. I know. I was like, because I, I love him. I would love to have him on my team just because he's so adorable and like mm-hmm. he's so good too. But I I'm know. like, oh my God, as if I didn't love you already. And then you go and you're like, yeah, like he said, he's like, I want to go to a Harry Styles concert now. Cause I know like Martin was already going with his girlfriend. I think it was, he's like, no, now I'm interested. Like, I really want to go. Love that. This is such a wholesome little meeting. (laughs) Like, I I love how you also put suck it Austin Matthews and Justin Bieber because like true. I fucking hate, I, I know this is an unpopular opinion. I don't like Justin Bieber. I've never liked Justin Bieber. I think he has a couple of good songs, but for the most part, I've just, he's never been someone I'm interested in. I hate Austin Matthews' guts. Obviously, I hate the Leafs, so that's kind of expected, but I just think Austin Matthews is the worst. But then the relationship between him and Bieber, I will say it's cool. It is pretty cool. And Bieber gives the NHL more of a platform than like anyone else yeah. ever would. Mm-hmm. Except for so Harry that Styles. is nice. Yes, but I was like, Harry Styles promoting the NHL is way better to me. That is so much better. <laughs> when are you seeing Harry? Because I know you're going. October 25th. My little sister is going to Harry Ween in New York City at the Garden. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I, I like saw, oh, it's John Mulaney's wife like posted, she's like, what do I wear to Harry Ween? I was like, oh my God. I, not, mm-hmm. sorry, John Mulaney's ex-wife. That was, <laughs> but Ooh. yeah. I know, um, I was like, oops. But no, I'm yes. like, I'm already stressed about what I'm going to wear. I'm not going to Harry Ween, so good luck to they're you. All, they're all having custom Halloween suits made for Harry Ween. I don't even blame them. No. I would too. Like, people are just like the fucking Met. I know. I'm I'm so excited. Like, I feel like that is going to be an electric love day on the gram. Um, I'm, do you, mm-hmm. do you know who, I have next in our notes. Do you know who J.R. Smith is? Yes, I know who JR Basketball player? Okay, yeah. So he used to be a basketball player. He played with, like, LeBron and Cleveland and stuff like that. He was, like, the guy who always went viral for never having a shirt on. Um, But Mm -hmm. he decided to go back to college and is attending um, a Black university, which is fucking awesome. Good for him for getting his education. Good. Like, I I fucking love JR Smith. I didn't love him when he was in Cleveland, but I love him now. And he's decided to join their golf team because he was, like, always golfing. Like, there's always these funny stories about people going golfing with him. I didn't see that. Yeah, so he had, and I've been, like, watching him get so frustrated with, like, homework and normal people stuff has been, like, kind of comical, but, like, that's the reason I followed him on Twitter. (laughs) Yep, so he had his, like, first, like, collegiate golf outing this week and got, like, attacked by a wasp nest. Like, straight up attacked. Oh, I feel God. I do too. I'm like, that is so fucking sad. I guess he got like kind of fucked up by these shits. <laughs> like, no joke. So, because well, like I said, I followed him on Twitter just because it was college tweets. He's like, damn, school's hard. I was like, 
yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it fucking is and so i've just been seeing all of them i saw him say something about how he joined the golf team i did not know he got stung by flies. i think it Poor happened guy. yesterday yeah it, like literally happened yesterday it was like his first like tournament or whatever and he got like fucked up by wasps someone on it was on lacrosse twitter actually posted like a screenshot of his picture on the roster then some like freshman like right Mm -hmm. above him or something and they're like this looks like a juco lacrosse like roster like straight up because you have like this kid that looks like 16 then jr smith right below Mm -hmm. like pretty spot on yeah (laughs) so funny i like love him i'm so glad that he's doing this i think he's like setting a great example for everyone um I also speaking of like the basketball thing I know you know who Kyrie is and I'm so confused about what's going on with him because like I guess he's like refusing to get the COVID vaccine and he's like not coming back because like you're required in like New York or like whatever to be vaccinated to come back and they told him he could come back once he gets his first shot um but he's like saying he's like giving a voice to the voiceless and stuff but Steve Nash said today that they are moving forward without him and like they're sad to do it or whatever but I'm like honestly if Kyrie can't work out in Brooklyn like can he really work out anywhere because like people are so over Kyrie's bullshit and he like has this like god complex I don't know how to feel as someone that does not follow basketball at all you know I feel like a lot of my opinion on Kyrie initially was just based off of um, Celtics fans reaction, which I'm like, then I found out more about Kyrie. I'm like, oh, I feel like, yeah, his time didn't work out in Boston, but I'm like, he seems like he's a good guy. Like he's done so much. Like I see all the stuff that he's done. Like, I'm like, he seems like a good person. But then when it comes to this vaccine stuff, I'm like, again, it's your choice, whatever. But I'm like, if that's the one thing keeping you from like playing, to the point yeah. that like you're not going to be with this team I'm like where are you gonna work out then like where would you be successful yeah because <laughs> he's so no. talented even I know that he's such a talented player so I'm like yeah if I was a basketball fan I'd want to see him playing and I'm like I don't know if he's just being stubborn like trying yeah. to po- prove a point like it is your choice but if it comes down to that I just feel like fuck it <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you can still players- say whatever you want yeah your employer is requiring you to do something but it's also like if you're not working out on a team that was like hand picked, put together, like, where are you? Like, who is going, if you're this difficult to work with, you're not a good teammate. You're a me, me, me type of player. Like if, like, if you can't work out on a team that was like built like this, where the fuck are you going to work out? Like, is your, like your career might be over and maybe that's what you want. You want to go out with a bang. You want to go out with some drama because you are dramatic. Like people are like, he doesn't think that he's problematic, but you are the most problematic, sir. So it's like, where are you? Like, what is your plan? Because I feel like, I don't know. I saw a tweet. I think it was last, it was over the summer. It was like, Kyrie really does treat the NBA like it's just like this nine to five job. And I'll like call out every once in a while. Like, uh, I'm not coming to work today, which to a point I respect. So I was like, it is your job like you're right like mental health first do what you do like yeah it's a team sport but if that's how you feel that's how you feel but when it comes to like it's gotten to this point where now like you're making the organization look silly like you're making mm-hmm. your teammates like you're letting them down like it's just like do you even want to do this <laughs> how dare you do this to steve nash he is a godsend thank you <laughs> <laughs> um a couple other things getting into our pop culture shit of the week MGK and Megan Fox's tweets. I I saw you retweeting this today and I am just so confused. Did he, I guess she was like, you smell like weed. And he was like, I am weed. 
in like some interview when they that first was met. So- Yes, that was their initial meeting. She went up to him and was like, you smell like weed. And he was just like, I am weed. She's like, from then on, it was an instant connection. She's like, we didn't even kiss. We both just like, they breathed in each other's face. I don't fucking know. It was the weirdest shit I've ever read. I'm like, I know celebrities are out of touch, but Jesus fucking Christ. I'm like, I love Megan Fox. Who doesn't love Megan Fox? Yeah. You're making me dislike you because you're doing this fucking, like, I'm not a big MGK fan. I know a lot of people are. I love them, I and love I'm them still as a just couple. like, yeah, I, I, I love, love them, them as together. a couple, but I'm like, you guys are fucking weird, and you're making me like Megan Fox less, which I never thought was possible because I fucking love her. <laughs> it's just so cringy, like, that whole interview was just really weird to me, like, I get that they're, like, very open about their relationship and stuff, but, like, that was just, I don't know, Chief, I don't know little little sauce to me it was like but all the memes that have come out of it I saw one today that was like the notebook thing where it's like if you're a bird I'm a bird and it was like if you're yes. weed I'm weed <laughs> I was that like was so you funny. know you follow Kaylee Allard she yeah. posted the screenshot of like um Fred Marshawn going licking the guy's face yes. and it was like I am weed <laughs> yes <laughs> I was like that is a perfect execution of it I am absolutely obsessed with her. Like, I had some Twitter beef today, and she, like, kind of, like, liked my tweets low-key, and I kind of, like, I fucking love Kaylee. Um, I'm our, obsessed with her, too. We should have her on one time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her, yeah. We should reach out to her um, for yes. for sure, because she's, she's half Boston, half New York. She has, like, some explanation on her Twitter page as to what it is. Um, so yeah. we should have her on, like, right before the Bruins season gets crazy and chat with her a bit. Um. Yes. We do have a tea party segment this week. It is a good tea party segment this week. Oh, my yes. thing just Kennedy Stidham I is see that pregnant. you added this. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with them as a couple. And I almost like, I thought about it too. It's like, oh my God, we have to talk about this week. And I never added it. And so I'm so glad you did because I'm fucking, I'm so excited. I'm see, so excited. I have some things to say about this. First of all, I am so excited to have a little mini Auburn Tiger. Welcome to the family. Although I will say I I, I think that I prematurely judged their relationship when they were at Auburn because I've heard, I, I had heard some not so great things about like her being rude to people coming up and asking for pictures with Jarrett and things like that. Um, I've only ever encountered mm-hmm. Jarrett in press, obviously when I was covering football at ESPN for Auburn. Um, so I don't really know anything about him, but like I've heard some nasty things about her and I think that I prematurely judged her, which I'm sorry for, even if, even if they're true, like, I feel like you should never prematurely judge girls. That's probably just immature of me, but I feel like a lot of people, just were very jealous of her at Auburn. Um, so yeah. I don't know, like I, I'd heard some like not so great things about her, but now that I follow her and all of those sorts of things I have in the last two years have fallen in love with her. Like, I think that she is just oh like, my God. yeah, like she's, she's bougie and all of those sorts of things, but there's nothing wrong yeah. with being bougie. It's just not my speed, but I am very, very excited for them to be parents because if anybody's going to be a parent and anybody's able to raise a child, like, especially right now, it's like, I, they have money forever to like give this kid the best life possible because her dad used to be the CFO of like the Houston Rockets. Yes. So it's like they <laughs> they can they can care for a child and this baby is going to be so pretty. It's disgusting. Oh my god, it's going to be the most attractive child. But my thing with her is I know a lot of people are like oh like she's so whatever like on Instagram, YouTube. I'm like 
she like that is her though like that's her Mm -hmm. I'm like I think that's cool like she gives you complete like insight Mm -hmm. to her life like just today I don't know if you saw she was doing like a pregnancy like Q&A I'm like like you said like yeah she definitely is a bougie person which I feel like neither of us are I'm like it's cool to see like she gives you like these Mm -hmm. are my thoughts like this is what I do I'm like complete open book I think she does such a good job because I'm not a huge like YouTube follower but Mm -hmm. I do watch a lot of her stuff because I'm like it's interesting like she makes it interesting she knows what she's doing and I feel like a lot of like NFL wives and girlfriends like you don't hear much from them like you'll see Mm -hmm. them on Instagram or whatever like they're not open like that so it's just like cool to see yeah and I'm super excited because like you said like she's kind of built her own brand for herself Mm -hmm. and I think that's awesome Yeah, I was just going to say she has her own shit popping like she does her own stuff. She stays busy like she's not just a wag like she she has her own thing going and like she played soccer at Baylor and stuff, too. So it's like this kid's just going to be freaking perfect. Like it's going to be well dressed, hot, athletic, have money, like watch (laughs) out future generations for the the Stidham child. I'm so um, excited. I think she said they're having the gender reveal Saturday. I'm like, I will absolutely be tuning into that. I kind of hope that it's a girl. I She posted a poll. She's like, do you think it's going to be a girl or a boy? I vote a girl just because I want it to be a girl so bad, just for the outfits, like that alone. <laughs> I just like, I love when pro athletes are like hashtag girl dad. And I think Jarrett would mm-hmm. take on that role just so so well and I think that like that's something that you know I don't I don't want to make any assumptions and I'm not going to it's just that like I think that when you come from like a southern family or southern schools and you can really embrace that role of being a girl dad like you set a good example for future girl dads girl dads people who are like fans of you on how to be a girl dad whether like you have those Mm -hmm. like premature thoughts about these types of things or not I just think that the more girl dads that are actively involved in male things the better I agree and obviously I don't know Jared personally like you said like I don't really know much about him as a person but based off of like her YouTube and Instagram what I've seen I feel like he would a thousand percent embrace that role as yeah. a girl dad and like you said yeah be a good role model for like yeah you don't see that that much coming from that mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. he's just such a sweet guy like so sweet and I'm pretty sure like from what I know like Kennedy's parents are awesome like I know that I think that she has a sister and like her parents are great like total total kick-ass mm-hmm. girl parents and stuff like that it's just like when you have yeah. a girl it's like I I think there's a special type to raise a girl and I just I wholeheartedly believe in those two to do it and to set a good example for like future generations yes. of like human beings yes yes um, I agree congrats to them I'm excited yeah. for them yeah congrats <laughs> like that's so exciting especially to have like a little Auburn baby up here in New England like that's dope um <laughs> We are going to last but not least move into our tweets of the week. Sarah, do you have, I feel like this week honestly like flew by. Like I was like, I texted you today and I was Mm -hmm. like, I like don't like, where did this week go? It feels like we just recorded. Like what do we even have to talk about? No, I was thinking that too. I don't know if it's because like it was a long weekend or whatnot, but I'm like, I feel like we just recorded. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty quiet week, I feel like, on that front, at least for me, it was pretty quiet. The only tweet that comes to my mind for Tweets of the Week is, I think you saw someone made a burner account, like, this month, and put their name as Chris Bryant, which I was like, I don't think Chris Bryant is sending me hate. I hope he's not sending me hate. Yeah, I saw this. (laughs) 
and I was like this is kind of weird but like responded like he had like four tweets and like three of them were at me I was like this is literally a burner account just at me Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not worth it like I promise you I'm not worth it but I like posted that picture at Fenway before just like posing I had a little black jersey on which that was another one of my tweets of the week which I'll get into and this fucking account was like hee hee I'm Sarah like I'm an anorexic looking bitch I was like you made a burner account just to make this tweet I was Mm -hmm. like first of all okay like sorry this is just the way I look like Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you I'm like why are you pretending to be Chris Bryant what does he have to do with this don't drag Mm -hmm. him into it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that Um, was the other well do you have other tweets the week I'll let you go because I only have one other oh yeah I only have I have yeah we can go back and forth because I only have two I was gonna say like that's just like you are so healthy like it's like about your like mental and your body and stuff like that I feel like is especially comp- yeah like that's just a stupid tweet you like you look healthy so fuck off um also like why Chris Bryant <laughs> yeah I'm like don't do that to him don't put his name through the mud please like if you're on yeah. dumb shit at least do it like a shitty player or like shitty person like mm-hmm. make him out of this yeah um my first tweet of the week I tweeted last week and because I so I've been fighting with easy pass forever like fuck easy pass like literally one of their employees screamed at me and hung up because I asked for her name because I didn't understand what she was saying to me and she said she refused to explain it to me so she literally screamed at me and hung up um so I tweeted I was like I hate when you're on hold and the voice message just keeps repeating your call is important to us like clearly not or I wouldn't be on hold for an hour and some guy named Mike responded and he goes I actually dated the woman who recorded this and making love to her I asked if she enjoyed it she would always reply with the time and temperature (laughs) (laughs) like I'm sorry what (laughs) what like hello that is kind of a flex to be like you know who I have slept with (laughs) it's like saying you fucked like the voice of Alexa (laughs) it's like also, if I was her, I'd be like, don't go around saying that every time. Because I'm like, I'm sure you're not the only person who's, like, tweeting stuff like that. Is he just, like, name search like this? Like, oh, you know that operator voice? <laughs> like, yeah, crazy. What the fuck? Like, it's kind yeah. of flags, but what? Yeah, like, <laughs> sick flags. Um, anyways, what's your other tweet? <laughs> well, my other tweet was, so I was wearing that black Red Sox jersey. It was their player weekend jersey from 2019, and it's my Valdi one, and it has his nickname on the back, whatever. And some kid responded, and he goes, which, mind you, this is a person that's followed me for a while, and I've never had an issue with, which is why I think I was more offended. He responded, and he goes, that's the ugliest jersey I've ever seen this. in my life. I think and it's so a cute jersey. And so I tweeted, and said, it's fucking, I'm like, it's a black jersey. Like, what, what do you dislike about that? Mm-hmm. Like, what is there to hate? Like, if anything, yeah, it's just pretty basic. Like, it was kind of boring, but it's, mm-hmm. like, nice looking. It's clean looking. I was like, no one fucking ass, unfortunately. And he goes, the only thing worse than that is those piss yellow Red Sox jerseys. And I was like, shut the fuck up because no one cares about your opinion. And he goes, yeah, that is pretty unfortunate that no one cares about my opinion. Whole time, this motherfucker's wearing a black softball jersey in his profile picture. Oh I'm like, people, people on the internet are so stupid what i was like this is a nice jersey number one Two, you called yourself ugly jokes on you i like look at you you're like fucking like beer league softball jersey okay yeah i hear it from you uncle bubba how can you hate <laughs> from outside the club when you can't even get in a fucking man i was like you wish you looked that good in this jersey okay yeah. sorry yep. i look better in it than you do all facts no printer 
Um, my other tweet of the week is I woke up. So last night I had a fucking like serious allergic reaction at this concert I went to. I don't know if someone had like colored cologne near me. So I Benadryl'd mm-hmm. myself to sleep last night because I was covered in hives. And I woke up this morning to two girls beefing with me on Twitter. One of, and it was a tweet from like three days ago. And I was like, I said, Calais Campbell or like the Jaguars didn't deserve, deserve Calais Campbell, which is true. We didn't like, he is fucking godsend. Like, and it got like 500 likes, like 50 retweets and then like 30, 40 comments or something like that. And then these two girls decided to hop on it today. And a, one of them is our fucking linebacker coach's wife who died, decided to come for me. It's like, first of all, like you're a coach's wife. Why are you beefing with Jags Twitter? Second of all, it's like, um, the linebackers aren't even playing good at all right now. So like, and she says to me, she goes with all hundred of her followers, she goes, some people should just sit there and look pretty shit emoji, take on one of our most loved and respected players. And then she posted the rock gif and says, know your role and shut your mouth, which is a tweet. She later deleted because I was like, I'm like, I like went for her. I was like, holy shit. She wound up deleting the tweet after her and this other girl who accused me of just becoming a Jaguars fan this year. Honey, I have been involved in this for fucking 25 years. And then they had a thread of like 60 tweets talking shit about me, like talking about like um, how I have all of these simps and shit like that in Jacksonville. And like, apparently people say things about me because I have simps or whatever. I'm sorry. I've heard enough bullshit from coaches wives on Twitter this week. <clears throat> Shelly Meyer, you should probably not. Um, and it's just like, that is like her whole, her whole like profile is like being a woman this about a girl and I literally tweeted her back and I was like this is not very girls supporting girls of you like why are you first of all trying to gatekeep the Jags franchise as if first of all like if I was a new fan we have no room to be gatekeeping shit second of all if I was a new fan I would have picked a better franchise like honestly Patriots fans and Buck fans and maybe Chiefs fans are the only people who can gatekeep shit and even then why do you care it's just like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like why do you care so much like and they're like, it's a shit take. I'm like, and she's like, all of these people are tweeting you that it's a shit take. I'm like, say that to my 500 likes and 50 retweets. And she like commented on, she was like, see someone saying eat shit. And you're responding to my comment. I wonder why, LOL. And I'm like, honey, I literally retweeted that two days ago. Where have you been? And she didn't say shit to that. And they're like, well, you should respond to everyone else saying that your opinion sucks. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like the 15 people out of 50 comments on one tweet. I'm sorry, I have a fucking full-time job and I don't have time for this. Like you can, you can fuck and beef with whoever you want on Twitter while you sit there all day because it sure as shit ain't gonna be me, honey. Okay, but also her being like, oh, you're only responding to me out of all these people. Even if you were only responding to her, I'm like, yeah, no shit, you're fucking coach's wife. You should not be going on there and be like, shut up, like, you stupid bitch and, like, being so, like, especially if she does put on this front, like, oh, support women, like, I'm all for girls for girls. And then you're going around and just be like, shut up. Like you can't be a Jags fan. You're new to the fandom. Like you can't be a part of this. Like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. If you're saying that shit and you're a coach's wife, mm-hmm. I'd also be like, Hey, one, that's yep. not true Two, Why are you saying this? Like, this is a bad look, not just for you, mm-hmm. but like, you're not just speaking for you. That's the thing. Like that reflects on yep. other people. Yep. And she wound up deleting the tweet, but it was like her and this other girl, like commenting all this shit. And I'm just like, I don't care about you and your combined followers that are half as much as my own podcast. Like what time are you paid to talk about sports on TV, honey? Let me know. 
you know I was actually going because I did not see any of this until you like mentioned it to me I was going through that thread I'm like off of this one tweet which you weren't even like saying anything about the fans like it's not like you were saying like oh because you are a fucking fan why would you be like we don't deserve good players why would you fucking say that like like you just misinterpreted the tweet and I did see the girl was like oh yeah like I think I misread it so why are you still going yeah like why do you have because you don't have sim (laughs) yeah like is that what you're oppressed about and like the coach's wife was like here's the attention you ordered I'm like honey I get more attention in my fucking pinky toe I promise you that I don't need it like uh, oh my god so I was just like I heart simps tweet like get like what like go clout chase somewhere else you two like I literally don't care Mm -hmm. it's just like I hate I hate that it's like yeah, like you think that all these people are talking shit about me. It's like 13 comments out of 50 when everyone else is like, I agree. And you're going to tell me it's a shit take. Say that to my 500 likes, which is like more followers than you have by like five times. Like get out of here. I was like reading through them and there was some guy who was like, listen, Jack's Twitter is already a negative ass place because we have a losing team. Like, is this really worth it? Like maybe we're all just mad. And I was like, I feel like, I don't know about the coach's wife, but that other girl, I'm like, is she just mad? Because they're, I'm like, yeah, no one's joining Jag's Twitter just because they're like, oh, I yeah. really want to be a part of this losing team. No offense. No, <laughs> it's true. And she was like, why is it that whenever two girls on Twitter beef, it's automatically jealousy? It's like, why, why do, it doesn't have to be. It's just like, why are you like calling people Simpson shit? It's like, they're calling us like the bold city, like Simpson shit. Cause it's like, that's one of the accounts in Jacksonville and like the people who I interact with. And it's like, First of all, like a lot of girls just like don't talk about football. Like, uh, yeah, sure. There's like reply guys and stuff. But if you don't want it to be jealousy every time, why does it have to like, why do you have to throw the S card around all the time? No. And I'm like, like you said, like not a ton of girls are talking about football. So I'm like, okay, why is your first reaction to like, oh, attack this girl when Mm -hmm. you guys clearly have a common interest, like you have a mutual interest in something. So why not be like it's okay if you disagree on something like you and me it's not like we have the same sports takes all the Mm-mm. fucking time that's our entire show is we don't yeah. move for the same teams pretty much yeah like, exactly so i'm like it's not a big deal it's not like yeah. oh i automatically like hate you <laughs> yeah i enjoy civil discourse but it's like when you're gonna quote me wrong and say that i'm new to a fan base so i can't judge what happened before first of all that's wrong and i said that to her and she goes well you tweeted that you wanted to be a part of the jags and i was like no i wanted to be a part of jags twitter I've been a Jaguars fan since the day mm-hmm. I was born. The Jaguars and I are the same age. I was born and raised in Jacksonville. Like, uh, it, like if you're going to misquote me, I'm going to tell you that you're going to misquote me and to at least get it right. And you had to turn it into all of this and simps and whatever. It's just like, sorry that I have friends. And it's like, she was like, I'm comfortable with my life, whatever. It's like, yeah, me too. That's why I don't give a fuck that you people are in my mentions. Like, get off of my shit. Like, do you have nothing better to do than run a 60 comment thread about like, who I could be fucking and stuff like get out of here oh yeah and on like the, the Jaguar thing like yeah you did make that tweet because I remember seeing that tweet like I want to be part of Jaguar I joined like Red Sox tour until 2017 it's not like I became a Red Sox fan in 2017 like yeah. I don't know some parts of Twitter like you just don't get that into like it has nothing to do with fucking fandom like that's so weird I didn't even use Twitter until May like I had it and I had a hundred followers in May I had a hundred and it's like now bitches are press and want press like please um Sarah do you have do you have any uh, final comments I do this is the dilly shout out of the week because mm. you're enemies now that he is 
it's Red Sox Astros. I'm sorry. We're enemies. I still love you to death, but fuck the Astros. Red Sox in seven. <laughs> I'm so shocked that he is a, like, like that he still like supports them because he is just such an SJW. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would say like, he's the fucking best. It kills me that I he's love the him. Astros fan. I love him. He's, he's our king. Um, my closing thought is thank you for coming to my coming out party. Um, I'm not going to like get emotional again, but thank you for everyone who is listening to this episode. We really appreciate you guys. I honestly have chills right now and feel such a weight lifted that I've kind of publicly said this and I no longer have to like worry or anything like that. Um, so thank you for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. We love you guys. Keep on sipping y'all and we'll see you next week. Dress game like science, girl, you all plus no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze too cute. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute, because they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. But Sundays are for the boys, and Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. But Sundays are for the boys, and Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go. Uh.